TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Hi, guys. How's it going? It still sucks, Mickey. <laughs> you had to know I was going to say that, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of was prepared for yeah, it. Yeah, at least it was tough for all the other home teams to win on Wild Oh, no, Mike, all the other home teams won. Oh, well, that makes it worse, I guess. What? Or the top-seeded teams won, right? Yeah, no, all yes, every single other home team in this round won except for the Cowboys. Yeah, why yeah. did the Cowboys not win, Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> well, we we got the next this day and three more if you want to talk about it. I uh, just Okay, great. I think it's a long subject. I don't I don't know why. And that's that's what I think I'm going to I'm going to be frustrated by this for a while, Mickey, cuz I don't I didn't see the I didn't see it. I, I it looked like a team in, that showed up and was like, all right, we're going to ease into the playoffs here. And that's the way that I felt about that one. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it looked. Yeah. I'm sure that's not what they were thinking, right? Um, I think they got surprised by a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think that uh, some of the things that uh, the Green Bay defensively did were some of the things that they had struggled with previously in some of the losses. Now, you can have a game plan, but you also have the person, you need to have the personnel to pull it off, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they did. I, I personally probably sold their defense short. Uh, I was worried about the offense, and I thought they could score some points the way they had been playing. Uh, but what they did defensively kind of looked like some of the stuff other teams did to the Cowboys uh, by. Uh, you know, th- their different coverages they threw at them and the fact that they stopped the run and they got pressure on Dak Prescott. And I think those that's the one thing that uh, we saw in some of the other losses, uh, the fact that, you know, you gotta, your quarterback can't get sacked four times, can't get hit nine times. He can't, he can't have to run six more times to get away from, uh, from sacks uh, to, to kind of preserve himself, right? Uh, now, at times he, he ran it well, but that wasn't by choice. Uh, and then when you see a quarterback having six passes broken up, that means you're trying to fit in some tight spots that maybe guys aren't open. Now, you can say, well, he misread, he didn't see this guy open, but – in the time he had, he was trying to fit it in, and passes were getting broken up. So I know it's always on the quarterback, 
but there's other things around the quarterback that cause some problems also, and they really didn't have to worry about stopping the run. The the message yesterday from from the way the the exit interviews went. What, what did you get from that message yesterday? Oh, um, I, I mean, it was only a couple players who spoke on it. Maybe two. Um, who what? Do you remember who was that spoke? Gilmore did right. Uh, Jordan Lewis. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And Turpin. I wanted to say if there was one more person that spoke, there wasn't that. It, it, it there wasn't that many in the locker room, or if they saw us in there, they hit the high road, right? Yeah. Um, so I know those two for sure. I listened to. Oh, and T.J. Bass. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor T.J. Bass. That's who right? everybody was waiting to hear. <laughs> he from, was the right? first one that came in and stood by his locker, and you know it was kind of a rookie mistake, right? Because he wasn't prepared for you know what's everybody want to talk to me? I played, I think I I, I saw he ended up playing uh, three maybe special teams plays, and and and, and that was it. Uh, so yeah, so I bet it was the, the disappointment. Um, and, and Jerry had talked to the team and it sounded like, you know, he was disappointed and I don't think it was any fire and brimstone chewing guys out or anything like that. It was, uh, probably just continued what he had to say after the game about this being the most painful loss he had experienced. You know, it may be the most painful, unexpected loss uh, that he experienced. And and when you hear statements like that, you think change is on the horizon. Now, you told us yesterday, and I thought it was really insightful, that it usually takes a minute because Jerry tries not to make just, you know, emotional yeah. decisions. Is there a, do you look at this like, hey, if you don't hear anything by the end of the week, McCarthy's coming back? Or is there like a time frame that you would think would make logistical sense? Well, if if and I'm was <clears throat> excuse me I'm I'm assuming that uh, and I know most people that are, are in charge of things if they lose second lieutenant they got a list of what you would do right yeah who, who you might go after uh, I'm sure there there's no list behind my name or anything like <laughs> that but uh, don't say that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think you react that quickly. But here's the one cautionary thing you have to think of. And I know there's all these big, fancy head coaching names out there, right? So go ahead and hire them. Now, who's the offensive coordinator? Sure, it's it's some guy that he knows. Belichick's son. Oh, yeah, all the sons. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, Cliff Kingsbury. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. So, oh. and, and so now for the second, you know, second time in three years, you're going to change the offense. Um, and, and is that going to fix what happened in that game? Um, you know, there's, there, and there's an assumption out there that, okay, that's it. Head coach is out of here. I'm bringing somebody else in. Well, does that guarantee you winning 12 games? No. I mean. It could be four. I know COVID might have had something to do with this, but they did go from, what, six, eight to five, six, four? What was it when McCarthy's first year during COVID? Yeah, five. I it was six, but, yeah, I get you. So, 
there's no guarantee there, right? And if that guy doesn't do that, is he out? Now, if he wins nine and he wins a playoff game, then okay. Yeah, that changes a lot of things for Cowboys fans, right? Right, but you have to be careful what you wish for. Um, And, you know, they did, you know, that's what I think makes this one hurt, that they won 12 games. They had home-field advantage through the first two rounds. You were the number two seed. You won the division and then came out and laid an egg. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's hard to get your head around the whole thing on, you know, just how that happened. Um, but, again, does, does changing the head coach make the defense better? Well, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to be without your defensive coordinator – next year or at least the current defensive yeah and i would say year. i would say there's a lot of uh a lot of i'm not gonna say retooling but you there are some positions i mean linebacker i think mickey we all agreed that yeah. we were light there all year so there's a lot of stuff you have to do to add back to that defense light in more than one way right yes yeah. number and weight yes <laughs> um you know pass rush and sack them they yeah. didn't sack him once. Yeah, that was bad. That was poor. Uh, and only hit him like two or three times. And and Love only took like a 65-step uh, drop every time he dropped back. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're like, <laughs> they the further get... you drop back, the better off you are. And then throw off your back foot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had some good-looking throws off that back foot, though. Well, when they're that wide open. Yeah, that too. Like Musgrave. When's the last time you've seen a guy so open – he caught the ball waiting for it, but it's his back route. to the end zone. I always I saw Bishop Lynch play Jason Witten's team <laughs> in high school, and they were that open. I, I always thought that would be the uh, – I know this sounds weird. The most difficult catch because you literally have no excuse. You were standing right? there. Nobody else was around. At least the other one would be like, oh, I think he tipped it or something. <laughs> but this one, you're like, you better catch that, dude. Yeah, yeah that, that's the one you drop, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to be real careful on this one, kind of cradle it and goes right through the breadbasket, right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so, you know, and I, and, and I keep going on to that. I mean, okay, if you bring in a new head coach, you got to bring in a new coordinator for offense. You're probably bringing in a new coordinator for defense. Uh, and, and then, you know, what are you doing with the personnel? Oh, is because, that- you know, just because the, de- the offense struggled didn't mean the defense had to give up 41 points. Fact. Right? Absolutely. Fair. I mean, There's I a lot of blame to and go I'll even go say thirty-four because okay, yeah, I agree. The, the interception, nineteen-yard yeah. line. But again, just because they got the ball at the nineteen doesn't mean four plays later they got to score a touchdown. That's you know, true. Step up and tough. stop it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, defensively they they struggled. Um, I, I don't know. Is that the head coach, um, or did Green Bay just come up with a better plan than what the Cowboys devised defensively? Do, and and I totally hear what you're saying, and and I will concede as quick as anybody that it might not work. But do you think the Cowboys take a look at some point and they're saying, "Hey, regular season success is great, but if we never go anywhere in the playoffs, we at least need to have a different plan." Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but we know this plan doesn't work with the with the current administration that's running the team. But the so the plan you're talking about, like how you got to the playoffs, uh, did you have a bad week? 
that's what I'm wondering about. I, I, I think from a physical standpoint that this team needs to be more physical. Agreed. I think we could, you know, agree on that. Yes. Um, that you might need, and this is always a tough one, but you might need a few more badass people on the roster. Uh, somebody once told me you can't win football games with a bunch of choir boys. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying these guys are choir boys, right? Okay. That man was Jimmy Johnson. Well, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was I feel Jimmy. like he would have said that, but, though. Uh, Jimmy gave an impassioned halftime yeah. speech. Did yeah, you he, see that? Yes, he did. he did. He was trying. Michael Strahan was ready to come out and play. <laughs> he was trying. He And he wanted to say some other words, but he knew he was on TV. Yeah. So he, he Do was, you think that he feels, this is my opinion, Mickey, do you feel like he feels now more part of the Cowboys again that he's in the ring of honor? Because that was definitely like a Michael Irvin type of situation, and I've never seen Jimmy during a halftime or a pregame of a Dallas Cowboy get that Emotional. Emotional about the Cowboys yeah. situation. So I feel like, man, he feels like he's part of the family again. I think that, that that's that's a possibility. Uh, but, again, those guys usually that are, you know, former Cowboy player, coaches, wherever, when they're on TV, they, they tend to go the other way to make sure that they're portraying that they're being objective. Except for Michael, right? He doesn't. He doesn't hide anything, right? He's a cowboy so fan true. through and through. Uh, but you know, I, I see people criticize Troy. Well, he's never for the Cowboys. No, he's trying to be neutral because uh, that's the job he has, and he's kind of honoring the objectivity of what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, that I don't know if they told Jimmy, okay, this is what we want from you. Uh, you know, and maybe there was some acting going on. Uh, who who knows, right? Uh, but but it was pretty good. I'll I'll say that. Uh, so yeah, I I, I mean the plan's got to change. Okay, so what was the plan? You know, that's that's kind of the question I ask. That I mean, th- this thing was so out of the blue. It's really hard to put your finger on it. I mean, did we all pick them to win? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us forty-one and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that against Washington. I felt pretty good about it too. Uh, but this one, yeah, it just it, it's it's it, and and I think you know Dak used the word twice, uh, being shocked, and I think that's what got everybody. You're shocked on, you know, what you thought you had and the how the thing was setting up for you. And playing at home, uh, although, you know, when everybody would ask about, well, why do you have such a home field advantage? You know, I kept saying, well, look at who they played at home right. and look who played on the road. Uh, and it was always, well, these fans are behind us. Well, they were behind you. They were behind you even with the two consolation touchdowns at the end. But, again, um, I don't know. Besides, and now we saw what the Eagles were are, right? Yeah, we thought that was a good too. home win, but it yeah. was against a quality team, right? Uh, they beat the Rams before the Rams kind of became the Rams this season, um, and they barely got by Detroit. Who else did they beat at home? Nobody. Nobody good. And well, and, and the... Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Better teams they played were on the road except for Arizona, right? I mean, that they lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so sometimes it's not home or away. It's who you're playing where. Uh, that 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 matters. So, yeah. Uh, but even so, not this bad, you know. Not giving up forty-eight points. I think that's what really, really hurts. That uh, you you are, you weren't even competitive, uh, as it turned out. And once the game got away from him, then that was it, right? That was all she wrote. I mean, the interception for a touchdown. That was the end of the was game. Was when I turned it. Yeah. yeah, that's when I turned it off. And that was, you know, that was a hell of a play by the safety. Savage, was that his name? Yeah, that's correct. Um, he came off the guy that looked like he was going to help cover to jump the route. And But, again, you know, you kind of got, they call it a robber safety there, that he's just kind of following where he thinks the ball's going to go. And, uh, you know, and he, he nailed it. And, you know, when they get that touchdown, yeah, it was going to be hard to come back from. Um you know, the other interception, you know, we can argue about if it was a holding call before uh, the interception. Um, you know, the two-point conversion that they called on, on on Tolbert, it was a phantom call. He never blocked anybody. He just ran through a crease. It's not their, his fault that the guy got caught up in there. Uh, so there was a couple things, but not enough to say, well, that's why they lost, right? Yeah, appreciate it very much, good sir. I know these uh, two ta- two days have not been the best, but we appreciate you very much. No, anytime. Uh, I'm here, so just let me know. There you go. Mickey Bye, Spagnola See you guys. from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to switch topics. The Dallas-New Orleans afternoon delight. Plus, who has been the most disappointing Mavs player thus far? Let's talk about it all next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's talk about that Dallas-New Orleans afternoon delight. Do you enjoy a little afternoon delight of yourself? Every single day. 881-1053. I thought your wife worked. Mm. <laughs> well, hold on. What's considered afternoon? 
Until... I think when the sun goes down, yeah. afternoon is over. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, that she gets sense. home from work around five. So is that sundown yeah. time? You got hustle. Yeah. Or, you know, typical amount of time. Well, talking about this subject. Fair enough. Thank God Derek Lively came back to play basketball. No freaking kidding, He's man. the best, dude. It is... Especially compared to his competition. It is remarkable that they are 20 and 10 when he's in the lineup, four and seven without him. And I was looking at this. Where would, where do you think Derek Lively would be in the rookie rankings? Third. So I watched Ooh. this uh, on NBA TV the other day. They did not have him in the top five. So I'm going to guess six since I'm just going off of watching NBA TV. And the other day they ranked, obviously, Wimby one. They ranked Chet Holmgren number two. Is they, Are they ranking Chet Holmgren in this list? Bobby Marks and Kevin Pelton have Holmgren one okay. ahead oh. of Wemby, who's the fake at rookie. Two. I got you. Yes. Right, okay. Look, that's fair. It's but not your. This isn't your list, Kevin. Exactly. It's I like think, if Michael Penix is good next year at 32 years old. And his rookie <laughs> he's year only going to be 24. Oh. <laughs> it is. But after this... Jaime Jaquez with the Miami Heat, who's been really yeah. good this year. He's number three. And then Derek Lively. Oh, no, good. Listed as number four. Over Brandon Miller, huh? Over Brandon Miller. They, yeah, they don't have Brandon Miller. Wow. In the top 10. Okay, interesting. He's not bad. Isn't he averaging like 14 points yeah. or something? 14, like Four rebounds a game, yeah, two think, assists. I just I, think he's not shooting well, and he doesn't get to the free throw line I, is the issue. Okay. I was, I didn't even know we were doing this topic till literally five minutes well, we ago. We can talk about the game in no, general. No, no, I want to say this. If the draft were, were to be done over again, if the Mavericks had the first pick, I would take Wimby. Okay, I want to make that sure. clear. If the Mavericks had the second pick after Wimby was taken one, I would take Derek Lively number two. Wow! For, I would like I know there's Scoot Henderson, I know there's Brandon Miller, I know obviously Chet was not in this draft. Right. Yeah. So for the Dallas Mavericks, this is the perfect player. You talk about the improvement over. Let's just be honest here about the 300th best player in the NBA who's getting 25 minutes a night for your team. The improvement from Dwight Powell to Derek Lively is so tremendous. I understand there's other good players, and maybe Scoot Henderson ends up being an all-star for five or ten years later in his career. But you didn't need Scoot Henderson. You didn't need Brandon Miller. You needed somebody at six foot ten or taller who could play in the NBA, and Derek Lively has been tremendous. And then I think what we've seen now for about ten years at the center position in Dallas, and then to see a guy who at 19 is doing it at a nice level – He's like, wow, so this is what it looks like when you have a real NBA center on your team with Luka and now, obviously, with Kyrie. So, to me, I was thinking, I'd love your opinion on this. I don't want you to go through But would you take, if Wimby's off the board and the Mavericks had the number two overall pick and you had to redo this, I'm taking Derek Lively number two overall in this draft. See, the person who immediately jumped to my mind, and they don't do the same thing, is I thought about Osar Thompson. Okay. Is, although he's more of a wingy type player, but he looks like he has got rebounding potential for sure. He can block some shots on you. But I understand what you're saying. For the needs of this team. Yes. Yes. He makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, size is something this team lacked. Somebody that could do things that so Luca doesn't have to. Uh, somebody that can be a rebounder, not necessarily rim protector, but rim averter. 
uh, for for opponents, like people like, just go, we, it's not going to be easy to go do that. Like the game before, obviously you played against the same team, but a very different team. They sat out their three best players, New Orleans, and they beat you. But when you watch Valanchunas, because Derek Lively wasn't there, it looked like if the game kept continuing, he was going to get 50 rebounds <laughs> and 100 points. Yeah. But that is what Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba give you. They're giving you tremendous effort. They just can't handle NBA centers. They're not talented enough, strong enough, big enough to handle NBA centers that – play consistent minutes and then Derek Lively comes back and I'm not saying Valanchunas didn't have an impact on the game but his life was really difficult yeah. with Derek Lively Derek Lively was giving you extra possessions Derek Lively yes he had a couple turnovers but he's 19 years old that's gonna happen he'll but he was he had touch around the basket he was he was taking Valanchunas's physicality and yes he's bigger and stronger than Derek Lively but he's like I can handle this I hey I'm going to get bigger and stronger as my career goes along, but I can handle this. And Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber are like, I don't want any part of this. This He's way too much. He's bigger, stronger, better. I don't want to – I'm not equipped to play at this level. And Derek Lively's like, I'm equipped to play at this level, and I can give him issues and problems too. Yeah, I was I, – I, I didn't know you were going to ask that question either, but I was really intrigued, and I kept thinking about it, and – a couple of the rookies that we had talked about, like in the lead up, is obviously we talked about Kaysom Wallace. We talked, and he's doing good. Yes, like Oklahoma but, City's happy with what he does for them. But him and Hawkes and Podzemski, they don't, they don't fit what yeah. you're looking for. Like you have enough guard and yeah, or Anthony Black yeah, from Duncanville yeah. slash Capel slash Arkansas, like. He's a good player for for Orlando. They're happy with him. They might not want. They're trying to trade possibly Wendell Carter Jr. to get better because like yep. we have enough big guys. But for the Mavericks, what is Anthony Black going to do here? Like We already have two tremendous ball handlers and scores. We don't need another one of those. We need big guys who can play defense, rebound, finish around the paint, make life difficult for the other team. And Derek Lively has answered all of those. And maybe, maybe he does at this point. Because, Kevin, whenever the Mavericks drafted Luka, you were like, I fear, you said, you feared at the time that he was already about as good about as good as he could get. Whoops. And 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 that being said, you were also the one that said that he would be the best yes. for the draft. So yes. you, you were very right about that. But Luka, I think, superseded all of our expectations for from sure. there. Is Lively... Does there is there a lot more for him to yes. go to? Is, yes. there, is there's a lot more for him to grow on, and he's already having this this kind of effect with y'all saying yes. Okay, and here here's why I can say yes. I'm going to compare it to the Luca situation. Is Luca was just about a professional? Yes. By the time he got here, and that's why I wondered. I was like, Luca's going to be the best player in this draft. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. I wonder how much better he'll continue to get in the years after that because he was so far along. Derek Lively at one point was the number one recruit in his class. And then he went to Duke and they used him, not sparingly, but he played 20, maybe 22 minutes a night. Now, part of that was his own foul trouble that he ran into, which you still see flashes of here and there. But you're seeing someone who I think is far from a finished product. And if you want to look at the lack of finished product element to his game, is I have seen and heard AAU tape after highlight after this about him just raining down threes. And when have you seen that? Not like yet. You, yeah, exactly. He still has a kid's body. Exactly. So he could still develop in terms of adding more muscle to his frame. And if he starts dropping in threes, those are two huge components that could make him more effective inside and outside. He makes passes, and I'm not saying he's a good passer. He makes passes that 
Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba dream about in their sleep. When they get the ball at the top, I saw him yesterday hit a back-cutting Kyrie Irving perfectly for a basket. He, yeah, that was that's, nice. That's nice. Dwight Powell have to wait for Kyrie and Luka to run back to half court to go get the ball from him because they can't make a pass. If a guy's moving and they have a guy on them, they can't see back cutters and hit guys on a consistent basis. And this kid at 19 is seeing the court well enough. He he will get the ball and reverse it to the corner to a wide open three. Like he's doing things that you're just like, I never saw. Literally, you watch the Duke games, but I never saw in a highlight watching this kid for 30 minutes to an hour of his highlights and lowlights you never saw him make a good pass not that you just saw him make bad passes but you just never saw this and he's able to accomplish this at the NBA level this quickly there's a lot of growth there even if it doesn't become a three-point shooter if he can catch the ball at the free throw line and and just catch and make that shot 50 percent of the time that would be awesome too but his touch around the basket his athleticism it's it's tremendous. Sorry I took you off of maybe the main topic no, here. No, no, no. No, that's okay. Well, one of my other discussions was, like, what, what a weird mistress the NBA is when New Orleans is like, eh, we're not going to play really anybody tonight. And they beat you. And then they're like, okay, this time we're playing our main guys. And then the Mavericks end up being victorious. But I thought Derek Lively was a standout because we talked about how different. Okay, we went over the stats, right? 20 and 10 with him, 4 and 7 without him. That's fine. Let's say they were 10 and 10 with him. It does look like a staggeringly different team at times with him on the court. I'm not saying the stats always back that up, but if you're just watching the game, you're like, whoa, this team looks different. There's literally three guys that change your team. Luka won. When he goes to the bench, you're like, please, God, just survive for three to five minutes. Kyrie, when he goes to the bench, especially when one of them is out, so you don't have one to pick up the the pace, uh, or at least the offensive, because this is an offensive team. You're like, oh God, please survive! And look, the Mavericks couldn't survive yesterday. They were up 33 to 17, and he sat out three minutes, and it was pretty much a tie game by the time yes. Kyrie came back yeah. in. And now, when Derek Lively goes out, you're like, can we survive for the five to six minutes that he's out of the game? Because then you go to super small ball, and you don't have a person who can play at an NBA level backing him up. So those three guys, if they can be healthy for the majority of the rest of the way, and I'm not saying the sky's the limit. They still are limited, and I think Nico knows that. But those three guys make such a major difference, and when they go to the bench, you're just praying that a collapse doesn't happen. And usually, let's be honest, usually it does. Usually the team collapses when those guys have to go to the bench for rest or foul trouble or injury. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Now the Stars play tonight against the Kings, and obviously we'll dissect that tomorrow. But the Stars head coach, who if you'll recall is also moonlighting as the Alabama head coach. So weird. He has said that Miro, barring a setback, will be with the Stars on their road trip, which starts on Thursday in Philly. Now, the important thing about that is because you hit Philly, Jersey, uh, the Islanders, and the Red Wings is he said we wouldn't be taking him on the trip if we didn't think there was a chance he'd play. That doesn't mean he's going to play Thursday, but that's pretty good because that feels on the short side of expectations. Yeah, I think we were kind of expecting – there a possibility of not seeing him, you know, at, at all oh, for a yeah. while. Uh, and so Maybe just having him, February. having him back, massive difference maker. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. I'm sorry. More history for the Packers. I told right. you I was sorry. Good crap, dude. Hey, they're a historic organization. Next on The Fan. 
Love with a play fake. Boots back to Wide his left. Open. Throws back down the right side. Musgraves all alone at the 15. Down the sideline to the pylon. Touchdown, Green Bay. I thought we said play one of those five great defensive plays where he incompleted a pass. <laughs> Crap, Kevin. So I apologized ahead of time. Sorry. He's only 16 of 21 for under 300 yards. Our guy completed 40 passes <laughs> for 400 yards. <laughs> Who's better? Right now, not our guy. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Yeah! Here we go! We lost is unfortunately I have to tell you more positive and historical things. But we're branding. Here we go. Why do you say have to? Why do you say how you don't have to? You could ignore it. You could say treat treat winners like winners and losers like losers. Anything else. That's a fair point. Corey, unfortunately, I choose to tell you more information. 877-881-1053. Go, Pat, go. Shut up. That's too far. Why does Kevin... Like to hold salt and lemons over your wounds. Even though I would never use either. Is <laughs> the Cowboys and the Packers going into Sunday's game were tied for second all time in postseason wins behind the Patriots. The Patriots had 37. Cowboys had 36. I would the Packers had 36. Love to know 20 years ago in the year 2000 what that count was and now what it is now. Because can the Packers, I don't know, they probably racked up. I'm just going to guess 12. I'm not, I, I'm just. All the wins that Super Bowl. I, the in Patriots might have racked yes. up 32 wins. They might have had four wins going into 2000. Yes. And now they're like right there with the Cowboys and Packers. Well, the Cowboys and Packers, they're playing not only to move on to the divisional round, but to tie the all time record. Now, the Patriots are at 37. The Packers are at 37. The 49ers, who play this weekend, are at 36. And they could also get into that conversation. So yeah, they have to play the Packers, and we know that is impossible. You yeah, cannot play good against I the bet Packers. They'll figure it out as you see more and more teams surpassing the Cowboys. Hey, Corey, you weren't here yesterday. Do you know, like five weeks ago, the Packers went to the New York Giants, and the New York Giants beat the Packers. Tommy DeVito and do beat, you know, beat them. Three to four weeks ago, the Packers went to Carolina. Yeah. But the Packers did win 33-30 to 30 against the worst team in the NFL. And then three weeks later, they went to the Cowboys and won. I think the score was 480-3. to three. Fact. Part of that was That was the score in the Cowboys-Packers game, 480-3? to three? Correct. You tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I will not. You go watch that game again, and you see if if Green Bay played the entire game like they like it mattered, you know, uh, both offensively and defensively, and the Cowboys played that game as hard as they could. Four hundred and eighty to three would probably be an accurate score. And part of that would be Aaron Jones. He had three touchdowns, tying the Packers' postseason record, and has now set the Packers' all-time postseason record with seven career rushing touchdowns. He loves running against the Cowboys. Yes, I he does. loves it. I think the final score would have been, honest to God, sixty-four to twenty-three. Yeah, see, Cowboys. I was going to say fifty-eight to twenty-three, but I can see that. Yeah, they could have gotten the ball back at any time they wanted to if they just said, "You know what? We're going to keep doing what we've been doing against Dak this whole game." Yeah, unfortunately, that is hard to argue against. Now, Corey, it was a tough weekend for you in general because the Miami Dolphins, your guy, Mike McDaniels. Fired? Now, no, he's okay for now. Oh. McDaniel 
is don't worry, the Lions are still going. Is the Dolphins were one in five this year against teams with a winning record, and their minus one hundred and ten was the biggest point differential against playoff teams and the second worst in a season since the nineteen ninety four Bears. So the only other playoff team with the worst point differential against other playoff teams was the nineteen ninety four Bears. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to say that 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 team didn't have it. Uh, oh. I, I did watch that game. I don't know how much that is discussed, but Tua didn't look like he wanted to be there by any means. He was like, it is cold. And he I've never seen him miss that many throws. Like, it was poor. Yeah. Uh, and they were a very injured team late in the season. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't, like, that has nothing to do with their regular season numbers against uh, against good teams. But that team, that team def- definitely looked like they needed to beat the Bills in the final game of the season to have home field advantage so they didn't have to play in that crap. Now, I mentioned this off air. In case you haven't seen it or heard it, Mike Tomlin pulled a power move when he just walked off the podium during his presser I just yesterday. saw it. It's, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's really it's, good. Unfortunately, the audio is not great. That's why I didn't ask for the audio. The video's awesome. You can faintly hear the question in the background. It was like, hey, you're out of contract next year. But essentially, <laughs> the question was, Hey, you're coming up on your last year of your contract. He looks, walks off. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. And everyone just kind of stands there stunned about what's just happened. And the press conference is over. Yeah. If that if that reporter ever wanted Mike Tomlin to like him, uh, uh that's not happening it's now. Over. Never will happen again. So I I guess is it because it's an inappropriate time to ask that question? Is it like you know the answer to this question? Or, I mean, I, I'm kind of curious. That seems like a, a fair question to ask. I Here's my thought. Somebody off stage was like, hey, Jerry Jones is calling. And then he's like, I got to go. Got to go. Okay. Yeah, man. Say, I, I hope that, that would be would, amazing. I'd give that guy $50 million a year. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm Jerry Jones. I'm. I'm banking about five hundred million to a billion a year on this franchise. So what the hell? You know, why not? Now, speaking of potential head coaches, Bill Belichick is in fact, or excuse me, has in fact interviewed for the head coaching job with the Falcons. It's really bizarre if you look at the betting odds. Who is the betting favorite as of this morning if they moved on from Sirianni to be the Eagles' next head coach? Bill Belichick. Who is the favorite to be the Cowboys' next head coach if they move on? Tony Romo. Mike McCarthy. It's Bill Belichick. And who is what about the, the Eagles? Uh, I already told you that. And who what about is, the Cowboys? Who is the favorite? Well, can you coach five teams at one time? Well, we'll yes. find out. Doesn't Jerry own multiple teams? No, just one <laughs> and a half. And he is also the favorite to be the Falcons' head coach. So Ooh. as of this morning, he is the favorite to be the head coach of at least three teams which feels like that should not be the case. There's some sort of market inequity here. Well, except for he's like he's considered the best of all time. So the it's not market inequity, although I guess it's even weirder that he's had such poor seasons the last yes. few years and he's still considered that, but that's that's the mindset is that he is that he can come in and fix all these teams. But I see what you're saying there. I was thinking he can't about- be the coach of all of them. I, I maybe we'll do this for overreaction or reality tomorrow or Thursday. You can think about it. 
is people will say, well, Belichick didn't do anything without Brady. I tell you this right now. If Bill Belichick came to the Cowboys and won the Super Bowl, that would be a way bigger deal than when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Are you saying that because you hate Tom no, Brady? I'm saying that because the amount of attention. People paid attention to the Bucks because, A, it was the Super Bowl, and, B, they had Tom Brady. If Bill Belichick came to the Cowboys that can't win nothing and won a Super Bowl, people they can would win be 12 like, games a year. Oh, that's great. I agree with you. It would be the headline on his induction into the Hall of Fame. All the stuff he did with the Patriots would be like really cool stuff, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. that was really awesome that you did that before you did your grand uh, yeah. exit by taking the Cowboys to that place. And in his post game for the, the big Super game. Bowl, he just go told you yeah. and walked off. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if Belichick was able to take them to the big game and win the big game. You can say Super Bowl. I just in, got an email that from That isn't legal. an advertisement just or social media post. At this point, it does feel like just two days after the Cowboys lost, the Cowboys are never winning anything ever again. So whoever does it, whoever figures out how to win as a Dallas Cowboys coach, you have just created the miracle of all miracles. Yes. Al Michaels will be like, do you believe in miracles? I guess. I did have Who's that moment of down, like hearing Eric Nadell saying, You're, it's not a dream. And I was like, no, this has to be. This is a nightmare, Eric. This is a nightmare I'm dealing with here. Man, can you imagine when the Packers, like, finish out the game playing that? It's over. <laughs> it's not a dream. You're not dreaming. Like, oh, oh, and that's what Adrian told me. Adrian was like, well, at least the Rangers won the whole damn thing. And I said, you know what, Adrian? Next year, you're right. Let's just say the Cowboys make the playoffs, okay? Let's oh. just say they do. And let's just pick a team that wears – not green. <laughs> if you were the Chicago Bears, wouldn't you just wear green jerseys for the playoff game with some yellow in it and say, we're wearing green and yellow. Dak loves throwing to this color, and they just get scared. They can't play good football against this color. So if I were another team, I'd be like, we're transitioning this week in the playoffs to wear green and yellow or to wear red and gold. Either one, we are in great shape in this situation. In the six eight two, bring back Jimmy Johnson. Hey, I'll just say there's a person I'm very close to who said if we can have an eighty year old president, we can have an eighty year old head coach. We're the KNC masterpiece right here. That's how, that's how you do it on one zero five three. The fan. That's yeah. how you debate. Really appreciate that. Coming up next, Dak had an incredible regular season. But did Sunday show you it's time to let that contract expire after 2024? We'll talk about it next right here on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.